This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Today's listener question is, Dear Liz, I am so angry with my partner. The biggest problem is, is that whenever we fight, I start coming up with so many things from the past that I also bring into the fight and we get nowhere. I know this is incredibly counterproductive because my initial point gets lost in the mix of all of my anger. And at the same time, there are so many things that feel very unresolved in those moments that I feel like I need to bring them up. Why am I doing this and what could I do to change it? Very, very, very common dynamic, especially when we're in relationships for a long time and especially after there have been stressful events that have happened where we believe that our partner did not respond to them in the way that we hoped that they would. Betrayal is one type of pain point that gets stuck. Another type of pain point that gets stuck is when something stressful happened where we really wanted our partner to come through for us and they didn't. And so it's disappointment, right? So betrayal and disappointment can tend to be really difficult to get over in our romantic partnerships and of course in our other relationships as well. So when there's been a betrayal or there's been a very upsetting moment or stressful moment in your life and the person didn't come through, let's say you lost a job or you had a very difficult childbirth and you were dismissed or ignored or not supported or or even like put down for the experience, then what's gonna happen is that that pain is gonna still live inside of you because the other person wasn't there to tend to it. This is kind of a gross example, but if you've ever experienced the need to throw up, but you force it down and you don't do it, and it starts to feel worse, right? Because it doesn't come out, nothing gets resolved. And then eventually you throw up anyway, but for a while you live with that pain. Now, when there's a hurt, when something painful happens and the other person doesn't allow us to get it all out, they don't hear us, they don't take accountability for their part, they don't show empathy or remorse, it festers. And as it festers, we become what I call a fault collector. And this means that we start to collect all the faults, not those big ones, not just the big ones that happened in the betrayal or the major disappointment, but we start to see all sorts of faults and they start to add up. And then when another argument happens, when another upsetting moment happens, they all topple out. And so it's not just, you disappointed me today, I'm really upset. It's, you disappointed me today and yesterday and the day before that. And it becomes too big for the other person to do anything about in that moment. But it also becomes really big for you. So we don't want to become fault collectors. And making sure that that doesn't happen is a job for both people in the interaction. It means that we have to have good boundaries We have very clear requests of what we need, and we have to be willing to be vulnerable and ask to have the important conversations. 
It also means that the other person has to be willing to lean in to hearing what we're saying, to showing compassion and empathy about our experience, and to make changes that allow us to feel safe again. Until that happens, it's really, really hard to let go. It's really hard to move forward. And we get stuck in fault collecting, which means every time we get into an argument, we throw everything into the kitchen sink. We don't want to do that. So try instead to have conversations after the upsetting event together that help you to clarify what happened, attune to what each person was feeling and experiencing, and plan for how you want to prevent the upsetting event in the future. You can read more about that process. I call it the CAP process, Clarify, Attune, Plan. In my book, I Want This to Work, which is available everywhere books are sold. I'm Liz Earnshaw. You can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you. So please take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.